Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall, and I'm uh, happy to announce this is going to be our last corporate interview for the week. We have done so many of them this week. It's, I can't remember the last time we had this many interviews to share with the listeners throughout the week. Just a lot of news to share. Uh, but this is a conversation we've had on the uh, on the schedule for a number of weeks here, actually before the uh, Christmas holidays. I'm going to be introducing Falco Resources to the listeners. Uh, Falco Resources is advancing the Horn 5 project up in the Abitibi, and they trade on the TSX Venture Exchange with the symbol FPC. Uh, there's a very interesting uh, legacy here uh, with this project, but first we are going to introduce and welcome uh, the President and Chief Executive Officer uh, of Falco Reso- Resources. That's Mr. Luke Lassard. Uh, Luke, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks very well, uh, Trevor. It's a pleasure to be with you today. And uh, maybe I will give you some background, uh, what I did in the last 30 years. So basically, I spent 30 years with the mining industry. I'm a mine builder. So uh, my background is more technical. And I spent uh, lots of time in, the, I would say, in South America to build some mines with Cambiar in the past. So uh, I was in charge of the Canadian Malartic uh, successory uh, project in ABTB uh, under the OCSCO one, uh, which Sean Rosen. So uh, again, uh, the ABTB for me, it's the, uh, my, my land and the on five projects for me is my dream to be built uh, that project uh, on the short, on the short term. Yeah. Uh, you know, you obviously have experience building mines. Uh, this one's a, a little bit different of a beast than what there was at Malarctic. And I just, you know, if you can walk us back and tell us the, from your, from your position, the history of Horn 5 and kind of uh, bringing it into Falco. And, and there really is this surge from the company to get this uh, up and going and, and get back into uh, development and set moving forward. So let's hear it from you first. Yeah, basically what we did in the last five years, so we initiated the exploration program with historical information we received from the Naranda. And uh, we, we put in place an exhaustive deep hole to do the, uh, we'll say the investigation uh, from, uh, from all the historical data we received from Naranda. So we spent a year and a half to do that work. It's uh, an exhaustive uh, exploration program at depth. So from there, we put, uh, I would say, a PA uh, to establish the, uh, the economics figures for the projects. And we, we saw a very high level of quality of the assets. So we jumped right through to the feasibility study program. It's uh, basically, it's a conventional underground mines, uh, very large scale underground mines, as you know, it's a VMS system uh, with uh, gold and silver, but also we have the advantage to have base metals included in the deposit. So we have copper and zinc. So the average grade, it's 2.36 grams per tons mainly. And it's, uh, if we are looking the answers in the deposit, we are on the world-class asset deposit. So we are talking about 6 million ounces uh, on the gold equivalent basis in reserve uh, from the feasibility study. But if we include the, all the infer at depth, we are close to 10 million ounces uh, of uh, gold equivalent basis. So at the end of the day, big deposit, big VMS, 
and that's give us the possibility to uh, to be efficient with big mining equipment uh, with uh, I will say the new uh, technology in place. Uh, no doubt, uh, lots of ounces there in the ground, uh, and I would probably reiterate how it just is a very large system here. Uh, but Luke, it's not without its challenges. Uh, I'm hoping you can spend a little bit of time uh, describing to our listeners what those challenges have been on the geotechnical level, and what has been done uh, with the company and your partners to really uh, figure out a way to kind of set those aside and continue to move this forward. Yeah. So as we know, we are the the on five deposit. It's uh, under the historical on mine, and on the surface we have the Glencore on smelter. So in the last two or three years, we developed uh, the strategy to investigate all the crown pillar stability around that asset. So it was very important for us to look all the impact or potential impacts following the dewatering program, but also from the operation of the mine. So following that exercise, uh, we are right now on the work plan program uh, with the Glencore technical team to establish the, uh, we'll say, a, a mitigation plan to minimize any risk during the operation of the uh, on-pipe project. So this is, uh, I will say, a big achievement we did in the last three years to develop a, a synergy with uh, with uh, with the Encore Group, and to be able to be in the operation, I will say in the next uh, in the next year. Okay, uh, tell me about the, this time frame. I think you said five years with this partnership. You know, so uh, it, it's not necessarily the timing of the market, but it really is more the timing of the partnership. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Uh, as we present in November on the press release, we, we achieved few few agreements with Glencore. Uh, first of all, we put in place an offtake agreement for the copper and zinc. This is a, a big a big ticket uh, for both sides. But also, we, we put in, play, in place a financing to finalize the studies, uh, to complete the studies, to be able to receive the operating license from Glencore. So at the end of the day, what we have in place right now we are on the same table. We achieve uh, lots of things together. And uh, I will say by the 2021, this, this is the time frame. we believe it would be possible to, to finalize all the work program and also to obtain the operating license and to be ready in 2022, middle of the year, to initiate the dewatering program. It's a, it's a big program. The dewatering program itself it's a two years, three years and a half to pop all the historical mines in the districts. And after that, we'll be being able to initiate the, uh, the project development on the ground and in parallel to build the mine, the, the infrastructure and surface. Okay. In, 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 with the construction of the mine, uh, what's that kind of time frame? You said 2022 for dewatering potentially. Uh, so when would, you know, on a time frame, would you expect maybe some construction to begin? Yeah, basically, on and all, uh, at the moment, we will be able to initiate the dewatering. One year after, it will be possible to initiate the mine development, so to access to the deposit. And in parallel, we will initiate the surface constructions. But it's a four-year, in total, it's close to four-year uh, work program, including the mine development and the surface construction facilities. So right now, we are looking to be able to, uh, to produce goals 
production of gold by the, sec the, the, the second half of 2025. Okay, very good. Uh, you know, so leading into this, I'm just curious, is there exploration potential still on this project or is really the focus of the company is getting some of this technical work done uh, systematically so you can get to development, construction and production? So the question is, we have a high level of potential in the district. We are the owner of 70,000 hectares of high potential new discovery in the district so this is one but also at depth because right now it's uh, very expensive to to drill at 2500 2500 meter depth so we decide uh, on the strategy to uh, to access to the mine first and after that to initiate the exploration program at depth so on both sides we have a high level of potential to additional discovery and to add some years uh, life of mine years uh, to the on pipe deposit. Okay, but this, it, you've got to get down there first in order to get that to begin exploration. Yeah, exactly right for the uh, the okay. deeper zone. Okay, very good. Uh, and talk to us about uh, uh, your uh, the technical studies. Uh, I know you mentioned this before, uh, but uh, you know, going into, I'm just kind of curious about. Uh, the amount, like the capex of the project, how much money you currently have, how much money you think you will need to continue this development over the next couple of years. So the project itself, we have a couple of things. Uh, first, Osisco Gold Royalties. We signed a silver stream uh, two years ago with the Osisco Gold Royalties for 180 millions. This is in the uh, in, in the profile right now for the, on the financing side. We are in discussion with a few institutions. Uh, as we know, the Quebec province are a good high level supporter of the mining industry. So I'm pretty sure Quebec province or Quebec government would be there to follow the, uh, the next step for financing. So the project itself, it's 800 million US, say one, 1 million Canadian. So on and all, we have already in place the silver stream. We have also discussion in place with the major equipment supplier to support uh, a portion of the financing, mainly for the mining equipment, but also for all the major processing equipment. And the rest will be on the debt and equity financing on a step-by-step -step basis. It's pretty amazing. I mean, despite uh, some of the geotechnical challenges you must overcome and, and get underway and solved, uh, you really are, it seems like you're very, um, uh, you do believe that this is going to happen because you, in, in your corporate presentation, you talk about not only getting in there and beginning mining and start production, but you talk about using new technologies to build this mine and, and new technologies for production. Uh, you also have a slide about uh, mining equipment and the underground mobile equipment that uh, you're starting to look at. So, uh, you know, this isn't necessary. You don't see this as, you know, just something to feed the market for some more increased capital mar uh, market capitalization. This thing really has some legs underneath it. So maybe to have some color on that, what we have, the shape of the deposit give us a lots of flexibility to put in place the, I would say, the latest uh, technology for the mining 
massive uh, equipment. So we are looking electrical power engine for most of the equipment for productions. Uh, the key is to be very efficient. The shape of the deposit is two kilometer high, one kilometer long, and the thickness of the deposit is over than 100 meter thick. So at the end of the day, it's the perfect word to develop that mine easily, efficiently. And the program right now in place is to be the one, I will say the, the class asset in terms of operating costs. And if we look the numbers we, we present in the feasibility, we will be below on the all-in sustaining costs, below $500 US per ounce. So definitely we will be in the first year for the, uh, on the cost producer on an all-in sustaining cost basis uh, worldwide. So that's a big achievement for Falco on five. Yeah. Uh, Luke, uh, just kind of on a personal note, I'd like to ask you two, two questions. I guess, you know, no stranger to building mines. Uh, with this Horn 5 project, what's one thing that you really look forward to doing, uh, being a part of building this mine, if there's like one small part of mine building that you're looking forward to with Horn 5? And secondly, what's going to be the biggest challenge for you to build Horn 5? Yeah, one of the challenges, if we, we start with that portion of the question, one of the challenges will be to do the dewatering. So we have to deal with uh, lots of water and we have some chemical stuff inside that water. So we have to deal with the, I will say, the treatment of that water. So uh, this is the beginning of the, the project. We put in place all the technical uh, elements to, to success for, for that phase. But the deposit itself is very well known. Uh, the rock competence is very high. Uh, we don't see any problem on that side. On the workforce, uh, on terms of challenge, we are well located in Wenerado. This is, uh, I would say, the best place in the world to build a mine because we have access to uh, skilled laborers, workforce for the construction, but also for the operations. And I will say my intention is to repeat the same success story we did in the past with Canadian Malartic. So we are planning to use uh, the local contractors available to initiate all the construction phase, but also for the operation support. So uh, this is the main, the main thing I think I will say at this point of time. Okay. Uh, can I get your, I'll give you the last word here once again, but can I get your risk reward thesis for resource uh, speculators and investors when it comes to Falco and Horn 5? Today, uh, with the big achievement we put in place with Glencore, and uh, I discussed with few investors in the last, I would say, six months, uh, and they gave us a good uh, a good sign of what we did with Glencore. So Glencore and Falco, they are on the same table. This is a good win. This is a good sign of the synergy between the both companies. And uh, I will say the work we are doing together give us uh, a good, I would say, good intentions to put that project going forward on the short term. So at the end of the day, Today, uh, with the big achievement we did with Glencore, the offtake, the 10 million debenture financing we have 
to support the uh, residual uh, technical studies that give a good final to the uh, the business uh, community uh, to uh, to the uh, to I would say to support the the Falco project in, in on the short term. Uh, Luke, I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure to meet you, and I, I wish you and your team all the best of luck as you continue to progress with Horn Five. Thank you very much, Trevor. It was a pleasure to talk with you today. That's Luke Lassard. He's the president, chief executive officer of Falco Resources. Again, they trade on the TSX venture with the symbol FPC. Also on the OTC markets here in the U.S. with FPRGF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decision.